Welcome to the Turn Yourself On Daily podcast, which means turn on, activate and fire up the power and potential within you every single day. Hello ladies and welcome to the 100th episode, I cannot believe I'm saying that, of the Turn Yourself On Daily podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you to every one of you who has supported the podcast, who has shared it, who has loved it and benefited from it. Thank you so much for your support. Every single comment, every single like and love has meant the world to me, honestly. When I started this podcast back in 2019, I could barely speak. I was so, so nervous to even put out a 12-minute podcast. Like, who would listen? Why would anybody listen to me? And it's grown and it's gone worldwide and I am so, so grateful that it is having the impact that it is. I also cannot believe we are about to talk about this subject. Who would have thought back in 2019 that I would be comfy to talk about this? But yes, as the title suggests we are talking about great freaking sex. So I could have called this episode something like more intimacy, more closeness, more cuddles, more kisses. But let's face it, when we have great, healthy, connected sex, when we experience that connection with somebody, why would we not want more of that? Because it feels freaking amazing. Many women I speak to almost have a guilty secret. They're almost a little bit embarrassed to tell me. They say, I know it's meant to be men who want sex, but I really miss having that closeness in our marriage or in our relationship. That's right, women miss it too. But how do you experience it again when so much has gone on and you've been so long without it and you've got kids and careers and life takes over. So for an experience that is free, natural and feels amazing, why don't we do it more? Our generation is having the least sex, yet we have more access to more money, more luxuries, we can buy more clothes, we can buy more sexy lingerie, we can go out for meals, We can buy those extra touches like the incense and the candles and the gorgeous bedding. So why aren't we doing it? And more importantly, how do we start doing it more? So as you know, we're at the 100th episode and I almost can't believe we're talking about sex so openly. But it just shows how the relationship work has evolved and it shows exactly what people desire. So it's a healthy desire. There's nothing wrong with it. Lack of sex in a relationship isn't a bad thing for some couples. Maybe they've gotten used to it and they've forgotten how good it is and they're just sort of so disconnected that that's just normal. Maybe they genuinely don't mind and that's fine. Absolutely fine. But what if you do? What if it scares you because of something you've been through? What if that stops you from getting close? What if you're pushing a good guy away? What if your guy is actually really doing your head in? What if work is busy? 
kids are busy, life and everything is overwhelming and you've got a million things to do. And then you're expected to be this goddess in bed at night after a full day doing all of that. What if you've been like roommates for such a long time? What if you don't know why you're not doing it? What if you do, but you're scared of even approaching the subject through fear of what it actually might bring up? Then you are in the right place. Women I speak to all the time say I miss the intimacy. Specifically, I miss that closeness. I miss that sex. That is literally one of the the first things that we talk about. And when I ask them, how is it right now? A lot of the time, it's around a 0 to 5 out of 10. Most say 0 to 2. If a 5 sounds good, and that's halfway to 10, then what's your gap? What is in your gap? So what's your number now? If you were to put an intimacy score on your relationship right now, out of 0 to 10, so 10 being close, intimate, amazing, connected, loving it, and zero being absolutely zilch, not even a kiss and a cuddle, what's your number? Have you got used to it being that way? Has something happened? Has there been an experience? Has there been infidelity? Has something happened in your health, in your partner's health, at work? Lockdowns have caused a lot of stress. What is in your gap? That is the key. There can be a lot in the gap, which we'll look at later. So we know what sex is, right? And we know how we feel after it. You know that feeling of like, oh, and then there's peace in the world again. The world is okay. Everything is okay. That release of tension. You know how your body is so, if you notice your body and how tense it is most of the time, then that release of tension is exactly what we need, but it's the last thing we do. So why does it matter so much? Because in order to even think about sex or the desire to have sex, you have to be in a particular state first. If you're in that whole controlling, stressed, anxious, feeling low, not good enough, if you're feeling unhealthy, lacking in energy, it's not going to help you desire it. It's not going to create the space for it to happen because your energy is super important. And today, as always, we're going to look at this subject differently. It's not as easy as just going to Victoria's Secret, I'm so sorry, and getting some sexy lingerie. You know me by now, this goes way deeper than that. That's nice, that's lovely, that's like the cherry on top of the cake. But as always, we go deeper. This is especially true for women after childbirth, how everything changes after that, how you want to be held, how you want to be touched, all of that area down there that's kind of changed a little bit. The whole subject is different. That odd cheeky slap on your bum doesn't do it as much when you pass a certain stage and that's absolutely fine. But sometimes we don't know what to do instead it changes, sex changes, people change, relationships grow and change. So sex is an important topic to keep in the forefront in a healthy way. Now, some relationship coaches say that if the guy isn't having sex, 
then he'll leave. Which, okay, that could be true in some relationships, but what about the women? To me, that's a very outdated opinion. Women stray, women can get tempted too, women can move on just as easily these days. So for me, it's about both people being connected, satisfied, and that is a really major area of our life. And it's funny because it's one that we don't get to because we're in a stressed state more of the time. Yet if we did get to that state more, then the rest of our life would naturally fall into place even easier because of the energy that we're in. And obviously, this is about both people, both enjoying the experience from a healthy place. So let's go deeper with this. A special relationship is one where both people in the relationship almost need something from the other person. So it's when we meet somebody and we're really excited to be with them because if we're honest, they fill a need, they fill something that we didn't have in our life. So I'll give you a personal example of myself and my husband, Steve, and what changed. So we met and he loved the fact that I was this fun, bubbly, carefree woman or girl. I was a bit younger by then. And I looked at him as this successful guy, this confident guy. And I wanted more of that in my life and he wanted more fun. We didn't know this until a few years later. But that is where some of the attraction came from. So that met a real need for us both. So the chemistry was there. It was amazing. You add in a little bit of stress down the line. A business issue, a work issue, money issue. It all blew up. I became less fun, he became less confident. So our ego says, oh, they've changed. Oh, the grass must be greener and easier elsewhere. And they're not right for me anymore. And you can really go down that route. And it might be true, as always with these messages. For some people, that will be true. For some people, there's more going on. And what on a deeper level with relationships when when it's a special relationship it's almost like you've got two invalids going into a relationship unhealed still with some baggage so when our stuff comes up which it will after the initial high our ego like i said will say hmm this doesn't feel right anymore when the universe is saying hmm this is good Because whether you stay together or not, there is growth here. And when a relationship is worked on and both people grow and they commit to to growing together, then it becomes a holy relationship, not holier than thou and super esoteric, as in whole, complete, deeper. And two people, when they feel that completeness and they both feel good enough as they are and they look at each other and they build each other up, They don't need to pretend, they're open, they're honest, they're loving, they're forgiving. That is a powerful place to be. And it's possible, it's all possible, even if you've been disconnected and gone through a lot of stuff together. And okay, yes, some people still leave at this point when the stuff comes up. Obviously, we don't always stay in relationships, but often, too easily, 
we get to that point where it becomes tense and stressful and we leave. It's so, so easy to move on. Entering into a relationship healed and whole is very rare. Normally, the stuff comes up when we're together and we either grow through it or we grow apart. However, if we don't grow together, we will meet that same in situation with somebody else. So the universe is there to help us grow. And if we don't learn that lesson, if we don't grow with that person, and we just move on thinking, oh, it's too difficult, I'll move on, we will meet that same situation further down the line. Now, we do this in other relationships as well, like at work. So if we've got a really icky boss, and your first thought is, I just need to get the hell out of here, then that's fine. You'll, there will be a way made for you to leave. But then what about when you meet another character like that down the road? So it's asking you to work on yourself so that you can manage and deal with that person better. Else you'll just meet the, that character again down the road. And then you will have to learn that lesson then and have to grow then. And remember at the beginning, think back to the beginning of your relationship. Where was your focus? When you were together and it was all sexy and romantic and you were dating... Were you focused on the bills? Were you focused on kids? Were you focused on family issues, career goals, business issues, money issues? No, it's normally focused on fun, connection, seeing the good in the other person and being your best, bringing your best self forward, which all of that is true. Seeing the good in that person and being your best that's like the highest self possible in both of you. When we start to focus on how annoying the other person can be or the stress that they bring into the table, we start to focus on that instead. And then we wonder why the relationship is going downhill. What's this got to do with sex? Because sex at the beginning is intense in a good way and it's amazing and it's close and compassionate and passionate and this can die a little, which is a normal cycle. Then it can come good again, then it can drop off again. You know, with, with different things that the site, if you imagine a health issue coming in of a family member or then a business career stress it can fluctuate, which is absolutely okay. And I never used to believe that until I've experienced it. And then from the other view, from the other side, you realise how much deeper it can actually get. And that's the key, knowing that with everything in life, there are cycles, cycles of ups and downs, success, and sometimes retreating back a little bit, taking steps back. Cycles of sex, cycles of closeness, cycles of business taking off and being okay with the cycles. There are cycles of moods. There are cycles of feeling like putting yourself out there and cycles of just wanting to hibernate. Cycles are part of life and part of the rhythm. And when we resist that rhythm, that's when we can experience more disconnection. So knowing all of this is great. But if you want to become close and connected again, 
and have great freaking sex with your partner. How do you do it when so much has gone on? There's been so much disconnection. You've had business stress, general stress, lockdown stress, health stuff going on, family issues going on. Now, you know I'm not going to start this subject telling you to head to Ann Summers, buy a candle, put some sexy music on. You know, you also know by now that it's more than just communication. That comes afterwards. But first of all, we're going to go deep. Are you ready? Number one, self-love. So, when a woman isn't feeling great, she brings so much to the relationship. So, so much. It's unreal. And often that that love within herself, that self-love can be shut down and that needs turning on again because she will struggle to get intimate with somebody if she's not fully intimate and close and loving with herself. It's like you can't give somebody else what you haven't got inside. At the beginning, you might have given love, you might have given your best self, but things can knock us along the way. They can knock our confidence and we almost think that it knocks us in our mind, but a lot of the time we hold on to it in our lady areas and it's where we store stuff and this can be the area that when we've been through stuff in life we can then become in the habit of denying ourselves pleasure not just sexual pleasure but that's one of them but pleasure in life we can push good away we can deny our dreams we cannot believe in ourselves and that leads me on to point number two self-belief Now, like I said, neither one or two generally comes up at the beginning of the relationship. It's hidden because we're excited and we're showing our best self, which is the potential, which is us. It's the truth. But when that stuff comes up over time, when you meet an issue along the road and it gets a little bit bumpy, that's when stuff can come up. And our lack of self-belief, our fears, our inadequacies, they can rise to the surface and then a different almost version of us can come out if we're not aware. Number three is all about stress and tension. So we can't have sex if we're stressed all the time. And if you imagine a woman who is very tense, imagine your body now is very tense, your mind is tense, your heart is tense, all of your body just feels tense and you're going through life quite stressed and you're organizing stuff and you're busy. That stress and tension is the complete opposite state to you being open and receptive, putting out a great energy to attract your guy and then almost inviting him in. And a lot of the time, the women I work with, they not only a gorgeous women in their own right, but they are gorgeous business women as well. And a lot of the advice that I was given was that you cannot have both. So you cannot work and you cannot have that close intimate relationship. So it's pick one basically. But that doesn't have to be that way. If you've got awareness and if you know how to bring yourself out of that stress or tension 
because we need to know what is driving it. What is driving you being in that anxious state? What is driving you putting other people first? It's really important to see where your priorities lie because at the beginning of the relationship, the person will have come quite high. Naturally, we're excited to be with them. We arrange cool dates. We do fun stuff. And then over time, this person drops and drops and drops and goes further down the priority list. Even if they don't know, even if your partner doesn't know they've dropped to the bottom of the priority list or the way, way down, they sense it. I remember one one guy said, I'm even, I'm below the cat. There's like, there's, there's my wife, then there's everybody else in the family, then there's the kids, then there's the cat, then there's the fish, then there's me. And nobody had said that. It was an unspoken truth that he knew he came right at the bottom of the pecking order. And you can imagine what their intimacy score was. So yes, we can have it all. As a woman, you can grow a business and you can have a very lovely, amazing, gorgeous, connected relationship as well. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Number four is all about forgiveness of yourself and the other person. If you imagine, and this is quite graphic now, as a woman, you have to let a man inside you physically. So if there's something gone on between you and it's not resolved, why would you want him to actually enter you? I know it's really graphic, but it's so, so true. You wouldn't, if you imagine you're both big balls of energy and you've got something going on, some ickiness between you, maybe they annoy you, maybe they're frustrating you, maybe they've said something, done something, and you still hold, you still hold it against them then again, that prickly energy isn't attracting each other. For you to forgive yourself for anything you've done and forgive the other person doesn't need to be this overdramatic spiritual event. It can be a very subtle energetic shift inside you both. And once you get to that place, you are more likely to open up yourself because you've forgiven yourself, you've got that compassion And then you are more likely to let your partner in and want to get close again. The fifth step is about healing the past. So any unhealthy sexual experiences in that area are very, very powerful and we carry them with us. Whether it was an experience when we were very young and the first person that we've ever had sex with, whether it was a bad relationship that we were in, Whatever unhealthy sexual experiences that we've had, we naturally store in that area. And then that can come up when we are in an intense, intimate relationship and the stress added into that. Number six is slightly similar all around birth trauma. Any trauma in that area, I mean, everything that we go through, miscarriages, women have stillbirths, abortions, having pregnancy and then any birth trauma from that if it's not healed it's stored in that area so again when you meet somebody we go to that highest version of ourselves and we're almost healed for a time but again throw in a stress bomb or something else and it will rise to the surface again and often we look outside of ourselves and we're like it's him that's changed or it's him that's doing this x y and z 
But where are we? Where is our stress inside of us? That's what I work with. I go right back into you, go very deep to find out what is running you, what patterns, what are you running on? Why are you back in that stress cycle? What has changed inside of you? Number seven, this is a biggie. Nobody ever teaches us this. It's your relationship and it's your rules. We're trained almost that you get married and you sleep in the same bed every single night. You live together. This is what marriage looks like and feels like, which personally is an absolute load of rubbish. The most connected couples I know make up their own rules. You do not need to sleep next to each other every single night if you do not want to. Having that space is so healthy. On holiday, we make sure, this is so personal now, on holiday, we make sure we have our own space. We get we get an apartment with more rooms than we need so that we have that space. Everybody needs space. And when you're so confined and your energies are always together, that's hard because you've never got that downtime. And at home, again, this is getting quite personal. We don't always sleep in the same bed. We don't tell people this until you get to a hundredth podcast and then you start opening up even more. But sometimes one might be in a different rhythm. One might be working late. One might be getting up earlier. And sometimes you just need that space. Do you remember when you you almost, you're single or you're dating and you've got that time at home to get ready, to paint your nails, to do your tan, to listen to some music, to just be you. And then you lose that because you're always in the same bedroom. But that might be fine for you. You might want to do that. But if you've got different schedules, kids that are poorly, if you've got one that might be on night duty, the spark can go because the routine is so fixed and there's expectations there and we feel like we should be doing it. And yes, at times, you it will be nice to be in the same bed. But that's a secret. That's one of the secrets I feel to our marriage is that we just broke the rules. And we were like, at first we were like, is it weird that we're doing this? Like, is there something wrong with us that we're not sleeping in the same bed every single night? But then it works for us. So it's about working out what works for you. And I know so many connected couples that have worked out what is right for them. Doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. Doesn't matter if you don't agree with what we do. Make up your rules. Do what works for you. For us, it's exciting because we get to the weekend and it's exciting. You're excited for the cuddles and the closeness. But for us, that alone time is so precious because then you can have alone time and fun time, but that's our way. Work out what is right for you. Number eight is all about your state. Exercising, food, feeling good, bringing the joy. When you're in that great state, you can then bring the joy to your relationship you can then, the, the spark comes back. You can dress well. You can wear that sexy underwear if you want to. The perfume, get the candles on, the music on, create the space because you are in that great state to do that. And naturally, the other people, your partner will pick up on your energy. And naturally, they will almost sense when you open up and relax and you're out of that stress, fight or flight mode. Number nine is regarding your space. So if I was coaching you, 
I would be wanting to see your bedroom. I would want to see, is it tidy? Are there clothes everywhere? Is there a TV blaring out? Is there work going on in there? Is it a sexy, appealing space? Is it there for intimacy? Is it set up for sex, basically? Or does it need a good spring clean? And lastly, number 10, what are you focusing on? Because what you're focusing on in the other person is a reflection of what is going on in you. So where is your head at? Is your head on how they're doing your head in? Is it on their flaws, their imperfections, how they might not be good enough, how they're not bringing in enough money, how they're not helping out enough? That is where our mind can go from being in love and seeing the good at the start to then picking up on the flaws. Doesn't Sometimes, obviously, the person can change. But where has our focus gone? Is it that our focus is just on the negative? Now, if it is, then that says a lot about where our mind is a lot about where our mind is and it's very common then that the woman is also picking up flaws about herself and whether she knows it or not she's acting in the same way she's treating herself in the same way that she's treating a partner so it's about dropping back into love and if you can't then why not and if you're thinking you don't know my husband I might not know your specific husband and your specific situation, but if you are so unhappy and disconnected, then why are you not doing something about it? If it's been going on for that long, why are you not doing something? Why are you staying around? Why are you not trying to resolve it? That's a big question that only you know. And you might be saying, yeah, but you don't know what I've been through. No, but I work with women all the time that have been through lots of similar stories, lots of abuse, lots of disconnection, lots of trauma, and trauma comes in various levels. But it's about healing any every it's about healing everything because anything is healable if you're willing to do the work and build on you. And you might be thinking, but it's been so long. He would need to literally move mountains in order for me to want to get close again. Or there's even been infidelity. So let's start by working on you. Never mind what he is doing or not. It's all about you. Where is your head at? Where is your heart at? Where is your spirit and your soul at? And how are you feeling in your body? That is what matters getting you into a great state again is what matters. Then you will know exactly what to do in your relationship. So as always, there is no better time to practice this than right after learning about the theory. So let's do it now. As you know me by now, I am all about the experience because that is where the magic is at. So as always, get somewhere where you're nice and comfy where you won't be disturbed, you can put nice candles on or you can wrap up in a comfy blanket. It helps to close your eyes and go within and just spend the next five to 10 minutes working on your subconscious mind and getting you into a really great energetic state. So enjoy the visualization and I will see you on the other side. 
Okay, so start to bring your attention onto your breath. Breathing in through your nose, feel your tummy expand. And exhale, release and let go. And breathe in through your nose, feel your tummy expand. And exhale, release and let go. And inhale through your nose, feel your tummy and your heart expand. And exhale, release and let go. And I want you to place your attention right deep down inside of your mind. Past all of the crazy thoughts, the fear, the rushing, the stress. And drop down right to the very center of your mind. Imagine a golden ball of light. And this is your true mind. This is your subconscious mind. And then notice a beautiful ball of golden white light within your heart. See your heart filled with this gorgeous golden light and connect the two. Connect your mind and your heart together and breathe deeply into both seeing the white light expand and exhale, release and let go. And now in front of you, in your mind's eye, I want you to see a picture of your partner, the person that has come to you throughout today's message. See them walk, see them talk, and notice the disconnection between you. Notice anything that comes up that you need to forgive and let go of. This could be a past relationship, you might not be with them. It could be a present relationship. And notice something that you feel you need to forgive. And see a bright white golden light wash over them from their head to their toes. And it completely washes them away of all of that resentment, all of that unforgiveness, it washes it away. And inside of their heart, you see a bright white golden light. And from the light in your heart, you see it extend out to meet the light in their heart. And say to them, I love you and I forgive you. Now, whether you're still together or whether you decide to stay together or not, blast this person with your love. And now place your attention back on your heart and open your heart. It's safe to open your heart. You're in a safe space here. Every time you inhale, feel your heart expand and exhale, release and let go. And imagine now the tension is dropping away from your body. Notice the tension at the top of your head just melt away. 
the tension on your forehead between your eyebrows. Notice the tension in your eyes at the back of your eyes. Release the tension in your ears, in your cheeks, in your mouth, in your tongue, in your jaw. Release the tension in your throat, in your shoulders, down your arms. Notice the tension in your heart, down your stomach, in your lady area and release all of the tension. Release the tension in your hips, in your bottom, in your thighs, your knees, your calves, your ankles and your feet and see the tension melt away. As the tension reduces from a 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. You've let go of as much tension as you can. And now breathe in love. Turn that love dial up to 1, 2, 3, 4, Five, feel more love in your heart. Six, seven, eight. See it extending from you. Nine, ten. See yourself as a big ball of love. See yourself totally at love with yourself totally in love with yourself. Feel a gorgeous sense of self-belief, of confidence, of inner strength. See yourself relaxing. You're on the most beautiful couch and you're relaxing. The sun is shining through the window on your face. You're still relaxed, your mind is relaxed. Your body is relaxed, your emotions are relaxed. And you realize you are love. You look at your partner or your ex-partner or somebody that you would love to meet and you blast this person with love. Imagine holding them, imagine letting them into your energy, into your aura. Imagine dancing together, imagine moving together, imagine laughing together. Go back to that time when you were connected. Soak it all in, breathe it all in. And exhale, release and let go. And if you need to know anything, if you need some guidance from this place, from this connected place within you, you can ask for guidance and you will receive it. If you need to know the truth about a person, about a situation, something for yourself, this is the place to ask and receive. So one last time, build up that self-love muscle within you and that self-belief. 
Release all of that tension and know that you are good enough. See yourself giving love freely and receiving it back in abundance and feeling good enough to allow it in and let it all flow. And when you're ready, bring your attention back onto your breath, back into your body. Breathe in through your nose, feel your tummy expand and exhale, release and let go. Breathe in through your nose, feel your tummy and your heart expand and exhale, release and let go. And when you're ready, wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes, rotate your neck, rotate your shoulders, come back into your body, back into the room. And it's all about you being in a great state. We get you in a great state and everything changes. So I hope you have enjoyed this 100th episode and 100th visualisation. If you've loved it, please share it with a friend that you know would benefit as well. You can reach me during the week on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn at Laura Jane Hand or at laurajanehand.com. See you again next week. Bye.